Faith, Hope and Love, episode 137, the 27th of January 2019, the third Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. Hello everyone. We're in the church year called Year C, and we largely hear from Luke's Gospel in this year, and today we hear from the first lines of that wonderful Gospel of Luke, and then we immediately hear Jesus' opening announcement to the people about what his mission is all about, and it is truly good news, good news to the poor and those who are bowed down. This sets the scene for the kind of ministry that Jesus will be doing and the kind of values that he wants us, his followers, to cherish. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Sing a new song to the Lord, sing to the Lord all the earth. In his presence are majesty and splendor, strength and honor in his holy place. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Welcome everyone as we gather together for this third Sunday in Ordinary Time in the liturgical year C. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you call your people to turn away from sin. Lord, have mercy. You teach us wisdom and write your truth in our inmost heart. Christ have mercy. You forgive sins through the ministry of reconciliation. Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God Almighty, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father. You take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, 
receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, direct our actions according to your good pleasure, that in the name of your beloved Son we may abound in good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, verses 2 to 4, 5 to 6, and 8 to 10. The priest Ezra brought the law before the assembly, both men and women and all who could hear with understanding. This was on the first day of the seventh month. He read from it facing the square before the water gate, from early morning until midday in the presence of the men and the women, and those who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. The scribe Ezra stood on a wooden platform that had been made for the purpose. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Then Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, And all the people answered, Amen, Amen, lifting up their hands. Then they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. So the Levites read from the book, from the law of God, with interpretation. They gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then Ezra said to them, Go your way, eat the fat and drink sweet wine, and send portions of them to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Word of the Lord. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The law of the Lord is perfect. It revives the soul. The rule of the Lord is to be trusted. It gives wisdom to the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right. They gladden the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear. They give light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is holy, abiding for ever. The decrees of the Lord are true, and all of them just. May the spoken words of my mouth 
the thoughts of my heart. Win favour in your sight, O Lord, my rescuer, my rock. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Chapter 12, verses 12 to 30. Brothers and sisters, just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And we were all made to drink of the one Spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable and those members of the body that we think less honourable we clothe with greater honour, and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect, whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honour to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it, if one member is honoured, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? The Word of the Lord. Alleluia! Alleluia! Alleluia. The Lord sent me to bring good news to the poor and freedom to prisoners. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 1, verses 1 to 4, and chapter 4, 14 to 21. 
Since many have undertaken to set down an orderly account of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed on to us by those who, from the beginning, were eyewitnesses and servants of the word, I too decided, after investigating everything carefully from the first, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the truth concerning the things about which you have been instructed. Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread throughout all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord In the wonderful first reading we see an ancient example of the people of God gathering to listen to God's word and to give praise and worship to the Lord. This pattern, all these many centuries later, is still very familiar to us. God's people, including us today, gather to listen to God's word and appreciate the meaning of this word for our lives here and now. And it too touches our hearts and minds and deepens our dedication to the Lord. Sometimes God's word challenges us, other times it cuts us to the heart as it reveals our areas needed for growth, and at other times it encourages and nurtures us. But one thing's for sure, it never fails to be a source of grace and life for all who receive this word. May we always open our hearts and minds to God's word, cherishing it, being moved by it, treasuring it and living it. And what a beautiful second reading. St. Paul once again gives us a superb image. Just as the body has many different parts, but is still one body, so we, God's people, are invited to remember the unity we have with one another, the shared sense of purpose and the lived reality that our good is tied to the good of others. This image by St. Paul reminds me of a modern-day parable that I heard a few years back. It's called the Parable of the Pumpkins in the Pumpkin Patch. Once upon a time, all the pumpkins in the pumpkin patch were having an argument. They were arguing about which of them was the most important pumpkin of them all, which of them should be set apart as the greatest pumpkin. One of the pumpkins put himself forward because he was the biggest pumpkin of the lot. Another made the same claim because she was the smartest pumpkin of the whole group. 
Yet another said he was the best pumpkin because of the artistic markings on his pumpkin skin and so on. The pumpkins argued for a long time. They fought and fought until the farmer came along. The farmer heard their arguing and smiled and she said to them, Put your hands on your heads. And so all the pumpkins put their hands on their heads. By the way, I didn't know pumpkins had hands or could even talk, but there you go. When the pumpkins had their hands on their heads, they all fell silent and they looked very embarrassed. For as they placed their hands on their heads, they discovered a vine that connected each pumpkin to every other pumpkin. They realised they could no longer argue over which was the most important and who should be set apart. They realised they all belonged together, and each one of them was important, for they all came from the one vine. They were one. We're all like that. We each have a gift, but our gifts are given to us to share. We're all members of God's family, so we need to help and support each other, especially those most in need. Today's Gospel tells us that St. Luke wrote this version of the Gospel as an orderly account. And as well as this Gospel, he wrote the Acts of the Apostles, addressing both works to a person named Your Excellency Theophilus, obviously a Gentile believer with a high rank and position in society. And, at the very start of our Lord's ministry, God's ancient words are announced as being fulfilled right here and now, in your hearing. Today, Jesus spells out the blueprint for his generous and compassionate ministry. In this extraordinary speech in the synagogue of his own hometown, it's a stunning declaration of the dawning of a new era of God's kindness, favour and grace where all the hopes and dreams of the poor and the needy have been noticed by God and committed to God's care. God really cares a lot about how badly people are faring and means to do something about it. Jesus' hometown of Nazareth was a very important location. It was a city of some 20,000 people at the time. The hill, the very large hill, on which the city was built, and which Jesus' listeners are very soon about to unsuccessfully try to throw Jesus off, was not just some minor feature. If the boy Jesus, when he was growing up in that city, had gone up to that massive hill and peered over it, the world as it then was known would have sprawled in front of him. Before his eyes were the major trade and travelling routes from all the different regions to the known world. Jesus would have watched the world, so to speak, go by as he sat there on that hill in Nazareth. And nearby, an hour's walk from Nazareth, was a town called Sepphoris, which was the location of Herod's palace at that time. A town of beauty, prestige, privilege and wealth a town Joseph and Jesus may very well have worked in with tradesmen's work in this major time of building. And so Jesus' speech at Nazareth is timely and perfectly placed. At the crossroads of the nations, God intervenes in our history and has come to give us news. And thank goodness it is very good news indeed for the poor. The poor are all of us, 
Many of us are captives to one thing or another in our lives. We all desperately need the news that Jesus has to give us. So this news from Jesus is for all of us and for everyone. And we take heart that Jesus has us in mind when he begins his mission to save and help people in need and free us from whatever imprisons and impoverishes us. The first step seems to be freedom. To be free from anything that stops us being the loving people God wants us to be. Free to respond compassionately and justly to those in need. Free from wasting our time and energy on things that don't last. Jesus' words are not merely talk. He speaks this message and then he sets about immediately doing what he just announced to the people. Involving himself fully in the lives of those who are suffering and those who feel lost. Let us, as one body in Christ, recognise that we are all in this together. It's not them and us or every person for themselves. It's us, gathered and united by Christ, to be open to, cooperate with and trust in our Lord, who is good news in everything he says and does. In fact, he's the very best news we will ever hear. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Aware that God sent the Son to bring the good news to the poor, with confidence we pray. For our Pope and all Christian leaders, that they will continue to inspire others by their lives. Lord, hear us. For those in government, that they will show true concern for the less privileged in society. Lord, hear us. For those who are alienated and neglected, that the Spirit of the Lord may inspire us all to support them. Lord, hear us. For those who make this community a place of welcome, that they may continue to build community with renewed enthusiasm. Lord, hear us. For all who are in ill health, and those who care for them, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For all who have gone before us marked with the sign of faith, that they may have peace, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. We humbly ask you, Lord, to hear our prayers 
and may the work of your Son continue in our lives. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Accept our offerings, O Lord, we pray, and in sanctifying them, grant that they may profit us for salvation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For we know it belongs to your boundless glory that you came to the aid of mortal beings with your divinity and even fashioned for us a remedy out of mortality itself that the cause of our downfall might become the means of our salvation through Christ our Lord. Through him the host of angels adores your majesty and rejoices in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs in one chorus of exultant praise as we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Look toward the Lord and be radiant. Let your faces not be abashed. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that receiving the grace by which you bring us to new life, we may always glory in your gift. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for this wonderful time of prayer, reflection and worship. Join us next time as we gather together again to give God rightful praise. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life.
Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts are used for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. The Roman Missal, Prayers and Chants, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. The Bible, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963, The Grail, Collins Publisher. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg's Together We Pray, 1993, E.J. Dwyer, Australia. Mass for St. Ralph Sherwin, Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring the Gloria, copyright 2011, www.ccwatershed.org, forward slash Charbonnel. Faith, Hope and Love, theme, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, original music, copyright 1996, Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless and keep you.